here uh, that some callers and texters had brought up. One is the wide receiver group in 2023. Uh, you know, let's assume Xavier Worthy is going to be back. At, at this point, I, I personally, based on the inside information that we have heard up until now at Horns 24-7, I haven't heard anything that leads me to believe that he won't be back. Everything we've heard suggests that he will be back at Texas in 2023. So let's assume you're bringing Xavier Worthy back. You're going to get Isaiah Nayer back from the knee injury. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if he's going to be able. I would doubt that he's going to be full go in spring ball. Maybe it's one of those deals where maybe by the end of spring practice he gets cleared for some contact, but that is going to be the key thing to follow for me at the receiver position once the team comes back for winter workouts in January is the recovery process for Isaiah Nayer. And I haven't heard that he's suffered any setbacks. Everything that I've heard is that it's on schedule or maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. So Isaiah Nayer, you'll get him back. And that was – I think I feel Snoop like the issues we talk about with with Xavier Worthy and the deep ball. I feel like a healthy Isaiah Nayer is going to take pressure off of Xavier Worthy and allow him to be a guy that works more underneath that you can do more things with rather than just relying on him being a guy to stretch the field because Nayer is going to be your guy that can stretch the field. So Worthy Nayer, Jordan Whittington's got a big decision to make. He can come back for one more year or he can go ahead and enter his name into the draft and leave now. Uh, I've heard throughout this process that there was a decent chance that he was going to entertain coming back. Uh, and I've even had some people tell me that they believe he's coming back, but he hasn't made that decision yet. Same goes for Jalen Ford, but we're only talking about receivers right now. So, Is Nayer the guy that Quinn threw the touchdown to in the spring game? When Quinn was throwing them bombs okay. in the spring game. Uh, so you'll get uh, – you'll get. He really likes him. Those, so Yeah, so those three, Worthy, Nayer – and Jordan Whittington, if, if those three guys are back, even if two of the three are back, you're going to be in a really, really good spot in terms of your top-end talent at that position. Now you're talking about the rest of the group. What does Casey Kane do? Can he build on this and take that next step? A guy like Savion Red, can Savion Red have a breakout spring? And we heard a lot of good things about him in bowl practice. Can he be a guy that takes another step forward and uh, gets a bigger role in the offense as a result? Same thing goes for Brendan Thompson. Jontae Cook enrolling early is the really big thing to watch with this group. There's two, there's three things, a couple of things to watch from here on out. In the immediate future, it's Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington, assuming Worthy comes back and then Whittington's decision to make. More long-term, it's Isaiah Nayer. And do Brennan Marion and Sark decide after spring football that they need to go to the portal and get a wide receiver? Because a critical thing to remember when you're talking about scholarships, you're going into the second recruiting cycle. You're still in this recruiting cycle, excuse me, for this academic year where you've got an uncapped year in terms of initial counters. So it's not like, well, you know, you can roll this many back and sign 25. No, just as long as you don't go over 85, you can manage your scholarships. And Sark has said they're pretty much done, except for a couple guys here and there like Deuce Robinson, Jelani McDonald. There's a couple of high school guys they're still chasing. But other than that, they're going to turn their attention to the portal. And you turn your attention to the portal post-spring when you're going to have this this next kind of wave, this mass exodus of guys hitting the portal. And at that point, you'll be through with spring ball. You'll have a really good idea of, one, what your attrition looks like, and two, what your portal needs are at that point. So that's something to file away and keep in mind when you're talking about the receiver. So some short-term things to think about, some long-term things to think about. Uh, But this group, it was – they were okay in 2023. Yeah, they weren't great. I I think that group – I'd say for the most part, by and large, and really it boils down to Worthy's year, 
didn't meet my expectations. But I think like the men to start looking at guys individually, like Jordan Whittington, he exceeded my expectations because he made it through the year healthy. We saw, we finally got to see what a healthy Jordan Whittington looks like. And I know I'm sure you'll hear this from Mike Harris today on Ball Don't Lie. Maybe Whittington should have been a bigger part of what you were doing on offense, but a healthy Jordan Whittington is a difference maker for this football team. And you throw on what Jatavian Sanders brings you at tight end, and uh, you've got the makings of a really good passing game. The running back thing with Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson, I think for the most part, I, I, I'm i going to chalk this up to, and I'll, I'll give props to our staff at Horns 24-7. We had reported this earlier in the week that what we were hearing the game plan was going to be don't be surprised if those reps at running back are evenly divided or maybe slanted more toward Keelan Robinson, and they were last night. I, I'll chalk it up to a miscalculation by Sark because the one game previously that we've seen Keelan Robinson be just a traditional running back was the West Virginia game last year where he had a really good game. Hadn't seen him do that this year because he hasn't needed to be that guy this year. But I think Sark expected him. I, I don't think Sark expected the running game to sputter as bad as it did last night. And if you gave Keelan Robinson more room to operate, maybe you get some of those explosive plays. But I think it was a miscalculation more than anything. And yeah, maybe Jonathan Brooks, not maybe, I think he should have gotten more carries. Uh, but it's going to be a really big offseason for Brooks, too, because with Cedric Baxter coming in, you're still going to have talent at running back, but there's a chance to go claim a spot for RB1, and you'll have those two guys, Brooks and Cedric Baxter, going head-to-head. So Jaden Blue is going to be in that mix. Keelan Robinson is still going to be around. So uh, there's Brooks, no- Baxter, and Blue. Let the BBB, Killer Bees, let's go. They get some big baller brand hats, oh, big baller come on brand now. gear. Bring them on. <laughs> um, yeah, so at any rate, uh, that's kind of what you're running. I, so – I know a lot of people are asking about that. I'll just chalk it up as a miscalculation by Sark and putting the ball in Keelan Robinson's hands more than Jonathan Brooks's hands last night. Take a break, come back. Our last segment of the week, last segment of the year is next on Light the Tower, on the Horn, live, local, and digital, on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.